Thanks for tuning in to the All Things Melanin Podcast. Be sure to subscribe, like this week's episode, and share with a friend. Now let's get into this week's episode. Hi, I'm Shelby. And I'm Erica. And welcome to the All Things Melanin Podcast, where your certified hype women are getting you through the week. Be sure to subscribe so you'll never miss an update. Erica. Shelby. What's good? What's popping? What's happening? How you feeling? Girl, I'm feeling good. Um, I would just like to say 2022 has come in and it's been okay for me personally. I would like to say I'm trying to have a new outlook on this year. I'm trying to have right. positive vibes of positive like I'm really looking forward to positive change I feel like Mm -hmm. 2021 was kind of like the interlude to like my whole (laughs) album for 2022 (laughs) so because I've just been really focused on myself you know how to be like focused on yourself this yeah I'm tired of that but I'm doing it or I've done it and really just doing the inner work so I feel you know good as of today what about you what's popping let me let me tell you something friends uh, my outlook on 2022 is me and it's looking like a me, 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 me type of year. And the words <laughs> of Issa Rae, it's looking like a me year. It's looking like a me season. And when I say that friend, like for me, I feel like I've focused on a lot of other things, people, places, things that don't really matter if that makes sense. So in 2022, I'm really trying to focus and be committed to things that bring me happiness, that bring me peace, that bring me contentment, things that I enjoy. Um, you know, I'm really trying to get back to creating more. I'm really trying to get back to traveling more, creating more memories, hanging out with my friends, and honestly, just being the best version of myself for myself that I can be. Um, I want to, you know, just be my best version of myself for myself personally. Um, you know, I'm trying to excel in my career, my personal life, my friend life. And I'm just really saying yes to everything that brings me joys and happiness and saying no to things that suck my energy. And so I just think that in this season of me being single and me not having any kids, that I'm going to take full advantage of this selfish season and just make it a me season. And we live. I just want to tell you, if you didn't know, we lit. <laughs> yes, I love that. I'm going to coin that phrase for my year too. It is the me season. But like I was saying, with like inner work, it can be so hard because what I've just been trying to do is not only learn new things, but unlearning the bad habits oh, yeah. or bad mindset or just whatever. So those things are very, very hard, but I'm doing it. I'm trying to be in a healthier place mentally physically emotionally and that's really needed because if I am expecting positive change and all of these changes in every area of my life how can I expect those things to happen if I don't change on the inside right right so I'm just I just have this positive outlook for 2022 why not you know I'm you know I feel like two two is a great number so (laughs) let's do it um, so let's go ahead and get into our first segment of the show, which is dating and relationships. So Shelby, how important is self-reflection when it comes to dating? What has self-reflection taught you about yourself in relationships? You know, one thing that I've learned for myself is that self-reflection 
especially when it comes to dating, is very, very important to me. Um, I think it's important because I think that once I've gotten over a situation, I'm able to take my emotions out of the situation and look back and see the relationship for what it really was. I think that I'm able to learn from it and to make my and to be a better person and to be a better um hopefully girlfriend and hopefully um you know helpmate in the future um so in self-reflecting one thing that I learned from my past situation slash relationship is that you know I really need I need I really needed to work on being more upfront and honest and telling you know my person how I feel and just being a better communicator um so your girl got like three degrees in communication and she can't even communicate with the man. So one thing that I learned in self-reflection is that, you know, if I want somebody to be my helpmate, if I want somebody to be my partner and my best friend, then I have to treat it as such. So just like I have these open, honest and com- open and honest conversations with Erica and, you know, my other best friends, then I need to do the same with him. And if he cares and loves me like he says he do, then he is going to, you know, communicate back with me and we're going to be able to you know have a healthy dialogue I think that self-reflection has taught me that I can be open and honest with my partner and that the right person is not going to see that as conflict or doing the much but they are going to respect my opinion and that they are going to want to work it out with me I think what self-reflection has also taught me about my relationships is what I need from a person. I think a lot of times I have focused on what someone needs from me and trying to be the best partner to them and to go above and beyond. But I think where I have lacked is that I haven't focused on what I need from a partner. And so they get to slip and slide all through the relationship. And I feel like I'm carrying it, but I haven't held them accountable. So an example of this is one thing that I've realized is that I need somebody that really listens to me. And I don't mean listen to hear me like you hear me say ABCD. Like I need you to understand what is the meaning behind what I am saying. I need you to listen to me to compromise and comprehend what I'm saying and have a and have a real dialogue and conversation about it. I'm not saying have deep conversations every day, but I, I just want to know that you hear me. I want to know that you see me. I want to know that you respect my opinion and what I have to say because I respect your opinion and what you have to say. That's very important to me. Um, another thing that I think self-reflection taught me about myself is that I need somebody that invests time in, that invests time in me. So example of this is, you know, my primary love language is quality time and that's for friendships as well like my friends will tell you like I'll hit them up every so often if we ain't hung up hang out and I'll be like hey what you doing let's hang out let's make plans so one thing that self-reflection has taught me is that I need somebody that is going to you know spend time with me whether that's you know us going on dates or that's us spending quality time doing something that you like or I like like I want to be in your presence I want to do things you like and I want to do things that I like and I want us to really really just get to know each other and be comfortable around each other and you can't really do that if you don't spend quality time with someone I think another thing that self-reflection has really taught me um is that you know the older that I get and the more accomplished that I become, like there's just a there's a certain level of respect that I need and require. And there's a certain level of love and commitment and energy that I need. And that it doesn't make me a bad person to want those things. Um, but I think self-reflection has taught me that 
you know, I can have high standards and boundaries and that's okay because I can reciprocate everything that I'm asking for, but not everybody is going to be willing to rise to meet those expectations and boundaries and not everybody is my person. And so I think self-reflection, another thing, I know I keep going down the rabbit list, but another thing that I think the last thing that I'll say that self-reflection has taught me is to stop making every person a person. Everybody that I encounter or that shows interest in me that I think is cute or that likes me or that he like or that I like him, they're not going to be my person. I think that I've had to realize that I have had to slow my boat, slow my roll, pray about it, and pray to God for discernment that I know who is a fake and who is the real deal. I think to your point, friend, your question, self-reflection is very important because I think that if you can be brutally honest with yourself about what went right, what went wrong, what could you have done better or or what did you need that you didn't get, um, I think that it could set you up for success in your next uh, relationship. Yes, I love that. And I think... Obviously, I think self-reflection is very important, but I think a lot of us are scared to reflect on ourselves and be aware of what we contributed to something in past relationships. For me personally, it has taught me that I had a lot of emotional baggage and triggers that I was holding on to. Because y'all, I've been through some tough relationships and, and, you know, on the out looking back, I always thought, oh, you know, I did my little crying and healed and got over it and, you know, moved forward as far as like still continuing on with my life, but not realizing that I was still holding on to the emotional baggage. And so for people that don't take the time in between relationships to self-reflect and they just jump into relationship to relationship to relationship and they don't take the time to make some changes and heal within themselves, you're just dumping that on to the next person. So that's something that I made sure I did not want to do because for this year I was saying you know of course I want to date but I want to date whoever's supposed to be my husband right so I don't want to be presented to him with all this emotional baggage and triggers from Tom Dick and Harry you know what I'm saying so I went through a lot of isolation periods, periods of loneliness, like the single season is not a bad thing, y'all. Sometimes it could be tough, especially if people around you are dating and got relationships and you're the only one sitting over there with eating popcorn by yourself. It's okay because isolation periods are necessary. And I feel like I went through that specifically in 2021 and just having to deal with and work with feeling lonely. But like I said, if I have self-reflected and realized what it is that I want in my next phase of relationships and dating, I had to identify what those triggers were. In my past relationships, just being very transparent, I've dealt with abandonment. I've dealt with rejection. I've dealt with deception and all of those things. I don't want to bring that into my next relationship, especially if that's going to be the person that I marry. Right. And I don't think a lot of us think of it like that. We just want somebody to hurry up and and date us so that we won't be lonely anymore. Like that man cannot save you from your loneliness. That man cannot save you from the the inner things that you have not worked on. Um, So I would just say that my self-reflection has definitely um, made me realize just because I've been through a lot of heavy things in the past does not mean that that's going to happen or continue to happen if I work on myself. And I've always prided myself on just being like, 
independent and not, you know, needing anybody, but that's not true. I need, I needs me a man. Okay. That's, that's not true. When we say that, because honestly, we were not created to be alone. So if I'm not created to be alone, then I need to get myself in a position where I'm able to love again, you know, like I've never been, you know, hurt before. So that's, those are the couple of things I would say that I, um, have recently learned like I walk around with like these this tough exterior and whole time I'm still carrying around baggage from past relationships so my self-awareness with that is just letting it go really healing and like I said before just learning and unlearning some things that I have contributed to different relationships that I don't want to do going forward so that would be my explanation um, all right. So that was deep. Um, let's go ahead and get into our next segment, which is the journey. So this is when Shelby and I will talk about our journey to building our brand, All Things Melanin. So Shelby, let's talk about purpose. So when we started our brand, what was our why or our purpose? Let's talk about the importance of remembering your why and or your purpose when creating a brand. How are we using our gifts for this purpose. So when we first started All Things Melanin, I feel like there are so many ways that I can answer this question, like what was our why and what was our purpose? Um, and I'm sure they're similar, but I guess like just off the bat when I'm thinking about it, like I feel like our why and our purpose was to be open, honest, and transparent about where we were in life and how we're navigating what we're dealing with right now in life. So for instance, you know, we're in the dating game, we're building our careers, we're building personal brands, we're building brands together. We are, you know, trying to climb the corporate ladder in corporate America. And I think for us, we wanted to, one of our whys, our purposes is we wanted to be really an open and honest space where we share with women of color, particularly like what we are doing and how we are navigating our life. Because so many times people will share, they share their glory days of when they get somewhere, but a lot of times people don't show the nitty gritty of, you know, what they're going through, what they're doing and what they're navigating. And we just wanted to really be you know, a light, a source for people who were in similar situations as us that want to build their dream lives and they don't know what that looks like. A lot of times we don't know the how, we don't know the why, we just know that we have the desire. And so we wanted to start a brand that really related to where we are, we're currently in life, as well as where we were going. I think another why or purpose for our brand is Erica has said this numerous times so I'm gonna piggyback off of it is that Erica and I both have you know certain dreams and desires within our personal lives and together but the good thing about our dreams and desires are that they work together to push this and propel this brand forward and I think for us when on those days where I'm like I'm tired I'm exhausted I don't know if I record I don't know if I can do it I remember that we started this brand a to be a light and inspire other you know women of color that are trying to build their dream lives and b we're also building this brand so that we can use our creative talents um to showcase and just to show ourselves that God gave us these gifts for a reason. Like God lent us these gifts. So I really feel like it's up to us to 
use them and share them with the world. For instance, Erica is so creative. Like she can design, she does websites, like she's like a producer, like there's nothing this girl cannot do. And so she has been really instrumental in, you know, making sure that our brand is very cohesive across the board and that our design elements you know, are good. I think that one thing that I'm really, really good at is like, I like talking. I love talking to people. I love interacting with people. And so one of the things that I feel like our why or that helps our purpose of our brand is I'm able to interact with people on social media. So if you've ever messaged us and we've messaged you back, that was me talking to you. (laughs) And so I definitely think that is our why. And I think it's really important to remember because it's there are going to be times where you get burnt out. There are going to be times when you're tired, when you're exhausted, and all you want to do is go to bed. That was me tonight. I ain't going to lie to you. But I literally remembered before we recorded that Erica and I do this because we love podcasting. We love sharing our journey and where we are in life. But we also love getting messages from people that say, you know, like, I related to you or I came across you and I love what you were saying or, girl, I know that's right. So I think it's really important to remember your why and your brand and your purpose and to reflect back on that regularly because I think that sometimes when you don't feel like you can keep going or you don't know if this is working or you don't know if you should keep going, that that's going to be the one thing that propels you for and that's going to be the one thing that in the back of your mind keeps you going. Yes, and I think that's why it's so important to have a clear purpose on what you're doing, because if you don't, then that makes it even 10 times harder to keep going. Like, where? what is the purpose? Why am I doing this? Because everybody else is doing it, you know, because my mama said I'm good at it. Like, what is the purpose of what you're doing? I feel like that is the foundation of everything from that point on. So um, another thing to add to what I feel like our purpose and why was is that we intentionally make sure that our brand is faith-based because we individually and as friends are faith walkers, okay? Or whatever you want to call it. (laughs) Um, And so being faith-based, I think that our purpose in itself is serving others in that way because when you're using your gifts, you should be using it to serve others anyway. So I feel like we always make a conscious effort to include faith in whatever we post. Like if we're posting Motivation Mondays or Affirmation Tuesdays, it has something that encourages our audience. And because we're out here being transparent as well, trying to build our brand, we're trying to figure it out and hold down other jobs and other brands as well. So just being having that faith base that helps us personally, but we're putting it out there because we know that it's going to help someone else too. Um, But then I would also say for anyone who's also trying to figure out their purpose when creating a brand is just be careful not to forget that purpose because once you put it out there, honestly, it's no longer your thing. Like it's people can, you know, take it how they receive it. And so you always, you can't let how people receive your brand um, you know, distract you from what your purpose was. If you don't stick to that purpose, you can let anybody tell you what your vision should be. You know what I'm saying? So I feel like once you share it with the world, it's put out there. But once you, if you're secure in what your purpose is, then that's all that matters. But your purpose, another thing that I've personally learned with our brand is that your purpose has to be greater than 
likes and social media like it has to be greater than that like you have to be able to not let the social media pressure or like we've mentioned before like what well if I put this out there and only two people like it like that doesn't matter because that's not what your purpose for doing this is right so Shelby and I we just make sure that no matter what we keep creating we keep pushing our content out there no matter what All right, so let's keep it moving to our mentor moment segment where this is where Shelby and I will read a listener's letter that was sent to us and then we're going to give our advice on it. So it says, hi, Shelby and Erica. It's the beginning of 2022 and it started off very I start, it started off very motivated and I created a vision board for the new year. I realized that my vision board was filled from top to bottom and I actually began to be overwhelmed by the things or goals that I have on there. So what are some ways to go for your goals without getting overwhelmed so that I can stay the course to achieving them all? Yeah. So first and foremost, kudos to you for having a vision board and for writing down your goals and the dreams and the desires of your heart. I think that that's the first step and, you know, manifesting and working and praying towards the things that you want in your life. So that's amazing. I think that a way that you can break things down to not be so overwhelmed that's helped me is that I think that, okay, definitely keep your overall vision board and your overall goals, but I think that it would be helpful to think of things in quarters. So there are four quarters in a year, right? So, you know, we have January, February, March, and then so on, so on, so on. So my recommendation to you would be to break your goals down into quarters. And then once you break your goals down into quarters, like, you know, I can accomplish X, Y, and Z, you know, January through March. I think that Erica has mentioned this before in previous podcasts is to make sure that your goal is very specific. Make sure that it's a SMART goal. Make sure it's very specific. Make sure that it's um, measurable, attainable. Make sure, you know, make sure that you put a date to it. I think that if you break it down in quarters, make sure the specific to it, um, put a date to it, but then you also, you know, do whatever you can to work toward it. I think that that would be less overwhelming for you because I think it's easier to think of things, you know, I think it's easier to think and work towards something, you know, that you want to be done in March versus something that you would want to be done in December. So I think if you break it down, it'll kind of give your brain a break, or at least that's how I kind of think of it. And then I just think it helps you to not be as, um, overwhelmed um, at the end of the year. Yeah. And I would add to that by saying um, whatever your goals are, they try to apply a date to them. I know we've mentioned this before, but I think it's real. it sets the intention when your goals have a date. So whether you're using a journal or a planner, it can help you kind of schedule like each day um, or a task for each day or each week. That'll get you a step closer to whatever that goal is. So like For example, if your goal is healthy eating, you can just write down your meals ahead of time or meal prep so you won't have to think about it. When Monday comes around, you already know what you're going to eat. And just take it one day at a time. One thing that helps me personally is if I put reminders in my phone about what I need to do to accomplish that goal, whether it's, okay, I'm going to work on this for one hour today or I'm going to exercise for 30 minutes today. Like putting that reminder in your phone um, is can be helpful. And then one thing I would just say is 
although it can be overwhelming when you have all these things that you want to accomplish, just don't get discouraged if you don't meet a goal. I don't think that we say that enough. I think people are just like, oh, if you don't achieve your goals, you failed. Like, don't be discouraged if you don't meet that goal on that date, right? Because we have to focus on the progress that you're making and not necessarily being perfect at it. Um, And that'll just help motivate you to continue. And then also I would say, again, be intentional and pray. That's, those are the things that I would say, because like I said, it can be overwhelming, but as long as you do your part and do the work and be intentional about it, once you pray and you'll have that extra help to um, accomplish those uh, dreams and goals. So that's what I would say. I agree. All right. So Let's keep it moving to our words of encouragement. So this comes from, excuse me if I mispronounce this, but it's Habakkuk 2.2. And it says, the Lord replied, write down the vision and make it plain upon tablets that he may runneth that breadeth it. For the vision is yet for an appointed time, but at the end it shall speak and not lie. Though it linger, wait for it and it will certainly come and will not delay. So I think obviously what this Bible verse means is kind of what we were just talking about is when you have a vision to write it down and make it plain. What what it, what it make it plain to me means is have it be specific like Shelby had mentioned and that also just being able to pray over what that vision is and that it will happen when it's supposed to happen. I mentioned this before in one of our podcasts is that When I did my vision board, when I just wrote down Bible verses, this was one that I wrote down at the very top because I want to remind myself that the things that I'm writing down, let me make it plain. Let me make it specific and um, just pray on it that it's not my time, but God's time. And just because it didn't happen on Erica's watch doesn't mean it's not going to happen. So that's what this Bible verse means to you or means to me. What about you, Shelby? Yeah, I would definitely agree with everything you said. The only thing that I would, you know, just add in a a elaborate a little bit for myself is that, you know, to your point, Erica, like whatever your dreams, visions, goals, and whatever you're believing, um, manifesting, praying, and working towards God for, you know, make sure that you're crystal clear on what you're wanting and what you're perspecting. But I think that it's very important also to make sure that you have a pure heart for it. Because if a lot of times the I think about it like this. A lot of times the dreams and desires that we put on our heart, they're not by mistake. Like God placed that there for you. And I think it's important to remember that a lot of times when God gives you the dream or the vision or the idea, he's not going to give you the execution. He's not going to give you the how, the when, the where. He's not going to do it because I've asked. I didn't get no tracking number. So I think it's important to remember that when God sees fit, the key word is when God sees fit, that it is going to come and it's not going to come a second sooner or earlier. So I think it's really important to remember that whatever the dreams and the desires and the visions that you have on your heart, if God sent them, he already knows it and he is going to allow it to come. But I think that we just have to, and I'm talking to myself, we just have to learn to practice patience because when God sees fit, when it, when it's his will, like everything is going to have to get out the way because when God when God tells you something, you can bet money on it. It's going to happen. When God tells you something, like sometimes it can come out of the darkness. It can come out of nowhere. So I really just pray and hope that you would just trust the 
that you would just trust that whatever God is laying on your heart, that he is going to allow it to happen in his time. Amen, Pastor Shelby. Um, <laughs> no, but on that note, let's go ahead and say our prayer. Bow your head, close your eyes. If you're driving, just sway with it. <clears throat> okay, dear God, we come to you with a thankful heart. We thank you for what you have done, what you are doing, and what you will do. I ask that you help us stay the course with our goals and visions for 2022, and may they come to pass if it's your will. We know that your ways are higher, and your you have plans for us that are greater than we can ever imagine. I pray for each and every person listening to this podcast right now that you show them clearly which steps to take next, which way they should go, and remove anything that tries to stop them. We know that no weapon formed against us shall prosper and that if God be with us who can be against us we thank you in advance God for your provision and we expect you to show up and show out in our lives may 2022 be the best year yet knowing and believing we have received what we've asked for in Jesus name we pray amen amen